Uh, welcome everyone, we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics and welcome to our final day bumper pod. It's the, the last day of the season and we're going to be simultaneously watching the, the action as, as the leagues are settled and all the drama, all the tension of the last day. Uh, so, so yeah, here we go. Let me set the scene first. Um, so the two, the two Norwegian colossi striding our league, FPL Nordic with Morten Lingbo is currently leading the league with 2,497 points. And Stenhaug United are in second place. Dan Inga Stenhaug, 2,478. So these two guys are miles ahead. It's going to be between one of them for winning the FFF Fanatics League. But we'll also try and say a little bit about how our teams are doing and what's going to happen for the rest of the pod. Um, so I'm joined by Ben in the US. Hi, Ben. Hello. Hey, everyone. Joined by Matt in London. Hello, Gary. And hopefully, jo- hopefully joined by Duncan. He's frantically trying to make it back for the second half. So as it stands, we're 25 minutes in to the final day. Man City are 2-0 up. And Ben... You're in third place in our league. Lofty heights of third. Um, what are you looking forward to the final day? I, I think you're 67 points off Morton Lingbo in first, so I think he's out of reach. But what what are you going to try and finish with? Finish on a high with? Yeah, for me, it's all about winning <laughs> the personal podcast league. Um, I think, Gary, you provided the stat maybe before we started this season where... I'm cumulatively like the best performer over like whatever the last five years, but I haven't I haven't won the podcast league for <laughs> so long over there's five been, years. There's been a few final days when you've been going into it in first place, but but yeah, yeah, never got so over the line. I finished. I think I finished second probably the last five years. <laughs> so uh, for me, I, I had so my current ranking is. I'm 10,000th overall, which is pretty lofty, a lot higher than previous seasons. And crucially, I have a 50-point buffer against Duncan uh, to secure uh, the podcast league. And I feel that should be enough. Um, but who knows, knowing my luck. <laughs> it's not quite <laughs> edge of the seat stuff, I'd say, Ben. <laughs> so, so Duncan's going to have to have made some wise choices to catch you up. We'll, we'll come on to that in a second. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go through my team, or, or should I just do that? Just a couple later? of highlights. Who are, who are, your, who are your key men? Uh, this week I brought in Rafinha for Bruno Fernandes because I assume Manu would play their reserve team, which they have. Salah is my captain. And that's about it. Like uh, I have two Liverpool defenders, Trent and Phillips, so probably hoping for a clean sheet. Um, but I think a Salah captain... I think that will that will probably be my rank for for this week. Yeah, no, good stuff. Well, um, I think I think most sensible people have gone Salah captain with him going for the golden boots. Um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of speaking of sensible people, coming on to Duncan. Uh, so Duncan is in thirteenth place in our fantasy league, still hoping to crack the top ten. And as you say, he needs to catch up fifty three points. I think on on Ben. Uh, so he's gone bold. He's gone so bold. He's gone Sergio Aguero, farewell appearance as captain. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we, we had a kind of a sweary rant from Duncan on the way up because he's got Aguero, Bale, Saka, Greenwood. He's got a lot of bench players. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, um, 
maybe Aguero will come off the bench with a fairy tale hat trick and, and propel him to glory. Uh, let's see. Or he's looking over his shoulder at us two, uh, 30 points behind. Yeah, so Matt, 31 points behind Duncan. What's your strategy for the final day? Um, so my strategy for the final day has been to heavily back Leeds uh, in their first home game of the season with fans. Um, I bought in Rafina and Bamford um, with my two transfers uh, that I had. Um, and, and, and a bit like Ben, shipped out Greenwood because I didn't think he'd play uh, to get rid of the Man U players. Uh, I put Fernandes on my team because I had three Man U uh, and he's not playing, so he'll just sub out. Um, which means I've got the delights also of a double Everton today, which I think is uh, quite differential because uh, not many are backing them to do that well against City. Uh, <laughs> They're not doing that well against City. <laughs> and, and hey, yeah, 20 minutes in, 2 0 down. But I. I I don't care about their defence. All I care about is that token consolation. And so long as that is Gilfie Sigurdsson crossing it into Calvert-Lewin, then I'll, I'll be happy with how, how it's gone. Um, so that, that's my big hope is, is that Leeds uh, really spank... Uh, who, who is it again, the, the plane? Um, West Brom. West Brom, that's it, yeah. And ma- managerless West Brom. Well, virtually managerless West Brom. <laughs> it's a rude thing <laughs> to say about Big Sam. <laughs> yeah, uh, with yeah, Dallas, Rafina, and uh, Bamford, who's unfortunately not starting. He must be saving his energy for a second half blitz or something. Um, so oh. that, that's my that's my great hope. And my biggest fear, of course, is that you're ten points behind me. So I think that's the big close rivalry of the seat of the of the day. Who yeah. can secure the mighty third spot? It's ten- I've been ahead of you for most of the season, but it's kind of just gone wrong a bit at the end. So I'm I'm very disappointed to be having to catch up. Um, so I also transferred in Rafinha, so I'm a little bit disappointed we got the same player there, and I brought in Robertson, so I'm hoping Robertson is going to be my secret weapon, um, and I've got a couple of other players like Antonio, Watkins, and uh, Son that you don't have, so I, I reckon I just need one of these guys to have a really great game, to outscore your opponent, and we've both got Salah as captain, so that'll cancel each other out. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess as I'm in 24th place in the, the league out of 119, uh, we'll keep an eye on any teams that are doing particularly well. Um, I'm just scrolling down to the bottom of the page. Does anyone want to cover Andy's team to, to finish? Uh, it was, uh, I'll give it, a, give it a quick go, uh, what his thinking was. Um, so he's, he's played a bench boost, uh, which I think he maybe forgot he had because he's left it very late there um uh admittedly to andy i think has slightly faded away as the season has gone on and uh his team has has drifted a bit uh so he's taken a minus eight to try and catch things up um which is slightly undermined by the fact that he's got five players that aren't currently playing in fernandez greenwood uh bamford olsen the everton goalkeeper and so um bale uh, so part of it, not... part of his minus eight was bringing him Bamford as well. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, <laughs> uh, captaining Trent, so I mean that, that's quite maverick and a bit different uh, from our Salah uh, and Aguero shouts. Um, and I guess yeah, what, what's his great hope to save his game week? Uh, probably Ian Ache is not a bad pick on his bench. Um, 
he looks and watching the Leicester game at the moment, they look on top against Spurs. But um, but yeah, desperate times for uh, for our for our Andy. Can he can he make up that minus eight of his bench boost? Can it can it can it score eight points? Well, probably not virtually because five of them aren't playing, so <laughs> that'd be zero. But um, but yeah, can can he do it? Yeah, can he do it? Well, um, yeah, he's in seventy eighth position, so uh, yeah, it's been lean times for Andy. Um, but yeah, we've we've got a pretty good league. We've got most of the teams are over two thousand points now, and uh, it's been. I think the standard has been high. Um, how how are we all looking in the the global scheme of things? I think I went into this in nine, 95,000th in the world, and I really want to finish in the top one hundred thousand. It'll be four years in a row. Um, well, Ben, you you must be pushing close to the top ten thousand, are you? Yeah, I'm currently 11,000th, which is um, a lot higher than my previous seasons. I think every every season I normally set my goal of at least top 100k, preferably top 50k. Um, but breaking the top 10k would be amazing. I don't know if I've taken enough risks or differentials to get there, but um, yeah, really happy with this season. Mainly beating Duncan is my goal, though. Uh, apart from rank, <laughs> oh, just to score, Willock scored, and I almost put him on my team. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of him too. Um, oh, Fornells has scored twice for West Ham, <laughs> and that that would have been the test. There's always yeah. one transfer you don't see coming, and that would have been the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to uh, lie and said I was almost putting Fornells on my team. <laughs> <laughs> and McGoldrick scored. He's had a storming season. <laughs> right. A relative storming season. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so. Right. What, so for, for myself, I'm in uh, 79k coming into this game week. Which about five or six game weeks ago, I was just hoping to break the top 100k. So I'm I'm really pleased of how things have gone since then. Uh, in in large part as well because that 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 going up the ranks has also overtaken you, Gary. Um, so that's been that's been quite oh. exciting. I believe we have a penalty. We have a penalty at Manchester City. Oh no, this this might be Sigurdsson time. Oh, let's, um, let's switch over quickly. Oh, you're going to see it ahead of me now, aren't you? So I believe Rich Harlison was fouled for the penalty. I only just caught it out the corner of my eye. And Ruben Diaz is complaining. Let's uh, have a look-see. Oh, that's Rich Harlison, not Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. There's uh, there's a there's a lot of standing about. Bet, Matt, you're ahead of me timing wise, so maybe you're better describing. I'm just seeing the replay now. Richarlison burst into the box, and Diaz, player of the season, risky tackle from behind, stonewall penalty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this will be Sigurdsson. Then he doesn't he take Everton's penalties? He he does he does. So come on come on Siggy. Oh, I really I really need the minus two here for of Matt. Of course, yeah. This this will all go wrong. I'll give you the live, the live uh, jumping for joy or head in hands moment, uh, Gary, which will spoil your your time delay. But there we go. Big what, moment what, in the podcast league, right, right now. This, this is this is this could be about an eight point swing. I think he either misses or he scores, and he's probably on for a bonus. This could be it. This could sew up the mighty third place that we've all been uh, hoping for. Come on, Edison. Oh, he saved it! Oh, no! 
Oh, oh, glorious. Oh, Gilfie, what have you done? About to watch it. Yeah, oh, he placed it. He placed it to the right, oh. and, and it was an easy save. Oh, dear, oh, dear. There's no power. Come on. Dear oh. me. Oh, I was, from, from that smugness of thinking, <laughs> yes, it's paid off to, to a minus two. Dear, oh, dear. Liverpool goal to Sadio Mane from Firmino. So no, no Salah there. Uh, or was he off his line? <laughs> I haven't given it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he was either, but... but <laughs> I'm the line, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Do we, how do we think the golden boot's going to go between Kane and uh, Salah? I think we've all backed Salah pretty heavily, haven't we? Yeah, well, he's got an easier fixture. He's at home. Um, so, yeah, it's surely, surely he's the favourite, right? But, um, but Kane is Kane. Like, he doesn't win trophies, so all he's got to play for is golden boots. I think I'm right in saying, so we're, we're approaching 40 minutes into the season and none of my players have done anything yet. <laughs> none of them have got a single, single sausage. Rafinha got an assist. Oh, Rafinha got an assist. Uh, that's, that's okay then. But yeah, I'm in a similar boat. Just Rafinha, nothing else. Well, it's better than minus points, right? <laughs> it's better, yeah, it's better than doing a minus eight into a bench boost where none of your plays play. <laughs> <laughs> Mar- Martinez is showing he's having five points. Has he saved a penalty? Uh, or is this? It, I think live FPL is just going a bit maverick because it claimed earlier that Watkins had four points, but he didn't. I think it might. Live FPL normally counts like the live bonus. Uh, oh yes, that's right. He's made four saves already, so yeah, he's, uh, he's racking so them up. That's why Watkins had four points. Uh, Makes sense. Uh, right then, so I think we might dip out for a little bit and join you at half time. Hopefully, when Duncan has arrived, so we can revisit some of our predictions and see uh, where it all went wrong, or in Ben's case, where it all went right for the season. I think John Munson's been told to strip off, to be honest. Still forward, looks as if he's stripping off. So we've been joined by Duncan, and it's been all action since Duncan got here. We've had uh, Kane has scored for Tottenham, so, so Matt is climbing the table, and Arsenal, as it stands, are heading for the Europa Conference League. Duncan, how does it feel? Yay. Um, I was kind of hoping that we wouldn't qualify for that and that maybe we get a season out of Europe and time in between games to plan. But now we're going to be playing all summer. So that's that's shite, to be honest, against teams Back I've never heard of. At this time of the year. Oh, <laughs> 3-0 City. Phil Foden just scored. Um, so, so Duncan, no. what is it? Is it is this not the highlight of Arsenal fan season? The day is it? They call it St Tottenham's Day. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, as it stands, that's happening. So, ha- happy St Tottenham's Day, everyone. 
Oh, and Aston Villa like, yeah. 2 0 up against Chelsea. I, yeah, interrupt to say, yeah, Aston Villa have just scored 2 0. Come on, El, Leicester, going El through. Gazi penalty. It's been a spectacularly slow day for our players, I think, so far. But but maybe this is a good segue into to hear to favourites and villains. So, uh, who Matt, were you going to lead off on this one? Yeah. So um, I thought we'd uh, talk well, a little bit of reminiscing, but also yeah, who who are your favourites and villains of, of this season? Um, so I'll I'll start off uh, to give you a flavour of my my mixed season. So. Um, my villain isn't necessarily had a bad season. Um, it's it's Luca Dina. He's just been a, a massive troll to my team. I've had him in twice. I've always liked him. He's quite the assist merchant from left left back, um, and obviously the occasional clean sheets. And he's he's tempted me in uh, a couple of times, lured me in. I've, I've I've gone for the bait, and he's gone about five or eight game weeks of absolute dross and nothingness. I then sell him, and he does. He gets straight back on the goals and assists again and a random clean sheets for Everton. Um, but Everton have been just quite frustrating generally, I'd say. Uh, and then my... Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Should we, should we go around the villains first and then we'll do the, uh, our, our little heroes for the season? So, I know, Gary, who's your villain of the, of the piece? Well, maybe I'm not the best one to start, but uh, I was going to say my villain is of football this season is just Tony, Tony Pulis. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I was listening back to the uh, to the preseason pod and I was talking about how I I wasn't going to go in with any strikers this season and I was like oh, Tony Pulis style four five one, um, but now I, I got to witness Tony Pulis at Sheffield Wednesday in all his glory and I, I can tell you all he he doesn't play four five one he plays a five four one with a centre back in midfield and two centre backs at full back, uh, so he's just the villain of football in, in my eyes. That is an excellent FPL reminiscence there. Uh, thanks, thanks for that, Gary. Uh, ben, who's your villain? Um, my FPL villain is probably Timo Werner um, because I remember before the season started, I was I was convinced he would be a really important uh, FPL asset this year. Score a ton of goals. Chelsea would do well. Um, so he was in my he was in my team for the first beginning game weeks, and um, yeah, turns out everyone. he was like over fifty yeah. percent, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, turns out his finishing this season has become a bit of a meme. It's been so so bad, missing so many open goals. Um, so he's probably he's probably my villain for this season. It'll be interesting next season if it, if he will uh, if he'll start scoring. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's he looks so good all the time. I had him in for slightly too long uh, this start of this season because I, it, it, the highlights that goal is about to come. That goal is about to come, and it never did. Never did. Yeah, I think a wise man said on the preseason pod. Um, I don't usually put in new transfers straight into my team, but uh, I'm going to make an exception for Werner. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> that sounds like a wise man that's got it wrong. <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Gary. Uh, Duncan, who's your villain of the peace queen? I would say it's a toss-up between uh, Watkins and Villa, who, whenever I had him on my team, would do nothing and look terrible. And whenever I got rid of him, 
uh, he looked pretty brilliant and consistent scoring goals and stuff like that. And the other one is probably Gareth Bale. I think I brought him in for blank game week 29 because Spurs were playing and he didn't even turn up, I don't think, for that one. Brought him in again at the end of the season because he'd had a hat trick and a few goals, a few like um, double digit returns and then just kind of hasn't really started at the end of the season. He's just kind of been dropped to the bench. So he is He's my big He's busy playing fan. golf, Duncan. Yeah, he is yeah. probably on his way to Spain as we speak. Yeah, I have I have limited sympathy, Duncan, for your <laughs> my <laughs> weird a transfer. massive gamble with Bale. Always a massive <laughs> yeah. gamble for a man that hasn't played football for four years or whatever it's been. I know the, the annoying thing he's he's that player who could score a hat trick or could not even be in the squad, and that's I guess the that's why Gary said he's the true maverick pick, bringing him in and captain captain Gareth Bale. Some. Uh... Some encouraging news from uh, from Manchester. Uh, Sigurdsson was just being subbed off in the 59th minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Will that point be crucial? We'll see. So, so Sigurdsson is, is, is fast wanting to become my hero. I mean, if, if you want a serious villain from me, I'd, I'd maybe go, I, I brought in James Rodriguez at the end of the season to kind of give me a boost for Everton's fixtures. He promptly uh, got a one point. <laughs> then he basically just sat out the last couple of games. There's a photo of him relaxing on a boat somewhere um, ahead of the game today. So that was a, that was a good transfer on my behalf. Good good use of a minus four. <laughs> I, I know uh, I know Pep said uh, before the Champions League final he was going to be completely cold and unemotional when it came to deciding whether Aguero would play in that final game for City. But surely he doesn't have to be so cold and calculating for this one, does he? Because it doesn't mean anything, this game. They're just getting fitness before and rhythm before Champions League. He can bring Aguero on now, right? He, I mean, he could. He could. <laughs> but you he doesn't don't have want to. Him, you don't want him to come on now, do you? You've got Dallas sitting on six points. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Stay on the bench, Sergio. Yeah. Nice five-minute cameo. You know? <laughs> what can he do? Get the fans going, clapping yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Everyone will be home. passing to him for every opportunity to score, though, if he is, is on for those five it's minutes. Tr- it's true, it's yeah. true. Well, hopefully that means that Calvert-Lewin gets one on the break uh, so I can escape escape Gary uh, with my Sigurdsson minus one stinker. Uh, but Kane's, Kane's helping me so far. Uh, what, about, what about heroes? Yeah, yeah, heroes. Uh, get your, I'll start off with Gary. Who's your hero? My hero is Patrick Bamford. He uh, he's pr- he's proven he's proven me to be right for once. I, I remember starting at the saying at the start of the season, like get on Bamford. He's uh, leads a good team. Then he's going to score goals. And I, I think there was quite a bit of skepticism. I think you you were both saying. Uh, I think Duncan particularly was trying to steer us towards Rodrigo and saying we should go with Rodrigo. Uh, but Bamford has been hauling the points in for me all season. He's do been you brilliant, remember that sage he? advice, Duncan? I do. I do remember that. I was totally against a 5.5 striker for a player who uh, even Leeds fans were saying oh, he wasn't brilliant despite scoring quite a few goals in the championship. And I didn't have any faith in him at all. But it just goes to show if there's a promoted team that's done really well in the championship and has a striker who's a definite starter or a really strong likelihood of being a starter at 5.5 like Jimenez, when he came Mitrovic. in, he was five point four or Mitrovic. <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much Mitrovic, but those kind of players because they could be a Jimenez or they could be a, 
at Bamford. It's kind of worth it because if they're not, you just stick them on your bench. Breaking news, Aguero is coming on. Oh, Ooh, I don't know how I feel time. about it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Duncan, who's your hero been? My hero is probably, let's say probably Suchek. It was a close call oh. between a few different players, but uh, Suchek hasn't done me no wrong. Whereas players like Mac Dawson were brilliant for me and came on and scored headers and looked great in double game weeks and stuff like that, but then scored own goals and got sent off quite a lot as well. So Suchek, mainly for the reason that I had him in at the start of the season and played him in a five-man midfield until Christmas, where he got a lot of his returns. And Matt seemed to bench him for all of yeah. those returns. Yeah. And then I dropped him just before he stopped scoring. Oh. So. Yeah. And I start to try and make those point those lost points back up by playing, playing game week in, week out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just the perfect yeah, symmetry oh, to our actually, seasons with, with Suchek. A, yeah. He, he's an even worse villain than Dina, actually, and now you now you mention it. Even though he's had a great season, I've had him for all that greatness, just refused to play him for any of it. Uh, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah. So, and also he's like a player I picked out at the start of the season. I was like, he is not a five million midfielder. He's gonna score you know, based on the averages of what he scored in the time he played last season, he's going to get 140 points or something like that. And how many points did, has he finished on? Uh, let me see. Top mid score, not top scoring West Ham midfielder at 145. It's pretty wow. good for a five million midfielder. That is pretty. So he, he's my hero. Pretty damn impressive. Ben, mm -hmm. who's your hero been? Uh, mine is Emmy Martinez. Uh, brought him in end of last season. Uh, was instantly amazing. Had him had him for probably a qu three quarters of this season. Probably should never have dropped him to be honest, even for his tough fixture run. Um, but such a good goalkeeper, racked up the saves. Um, yeah, and like. I remember back in the old FPL days, I was a bit of a 4.5 goalkeeper rotator. But now Emmy Martinez is just, just choose one goalkeeper and just have bench fodder for the other one. It was, he got bonus points even when he conceded. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like a unique goalkeeper, just racked up those points every week. And as a person who didn't own Martinez for far, far too long into this season, he's a... Uh, yeah, I can definitely see why he's been a hero of yours and a semi-villain of mine. He's going to be expensive next season, though. Yeah, how much do you reckon? 5-5 five, five or 6? I guess Pope's 5-5, five, five, isn't he? Yeah, probably 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll, they'll do a Pope, on him, won't they? He could be a top-scoring goalkeeper, but too expensive to bother putting in, I reckon. Make it boring. Um, my my hero uh, for... Pepe is it Pepe? <laughs> He's just scored another one. <laughs> <laughs> proving me right. Two years later, <laughs> proving me right. <laughs> um, is uh, it's it's one of those. You just you know you've got the personal favourites because it's your player because no one else in your your mini league has him and he's scoring the points. Uh, and he certainly helped me a lot in catching up with Gary uh, and yourself, Duncan, um, in the latter half of this season is, is Rafina um, for Leeds. Um, 
So came in uh, and just got better and better and dirt cheap um, and just sort of just it's one of those where he was just good enough, but not too good that everyone had to get him in. So he stayed as my player for a little while, uh, which has meant you could just cheer him on each game week and he tends to do something for me. So I, I'm a real fan of Rafina. I'm slightly saddened that Gary subbed him in on this last day of the season, so I can't cheer on his assist with quite the gusto I would have been otherwise. The, the strange thing about Rafina, I, I agree he's had a really good season, and then I checked the Leeds team and saw that Jack Harrison has got more points than him this season. I don't remember Jack Harrison um, doing as well. But apparently he's he has. played more games, though, Harrison. Oh, Gareth Bell is on, Duncan. He's oh. not playing golf. <laughs> I guess I mean, that's some, good. Yeah. Some 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 great uh, some some breaking news, Duncan. So I, I said Aguero was on, but I didn't realise it's the twenty third of May and he's wearing gloves. Um, I mean, I don't know what I think about that. Well, I mean, it it's not a normal May up here because I'm in Manchester right now, and I don't know. I, to be honest, I'm not sure about gloves, but it's not it's not a balmy afternoon for sure. Hmm. You don't I'm like sorry. it, Gary. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I'm sorry if you're yeah. hearing strange music on my feed. I, I went on mute for a bit. There's a, there's a music man who walks up and down the street selling stuff, and he just decided to stand, play beneath our balcony for about five minutes. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think he's gone now. You can tell you don't live in Manchester. <laughs> the, the music seller. Is that all the heroes? I think that's all our heroes and our, our villains of the piece. So, shall we revisit some predictions for the league? Oh, yeah. So, um, a quick quiz question first. Who is the top point scorer in FPL this year? Fernandez. Yes. And <laughs> how many of us picked him as the top point scorer? Ooh. Zero. Uh, well, we, we had to pick different <laughs> players, I guess. So, out, mm -hmm. out of the five players we picked, only one of them has got um, above 160 points this season. So take a bow, Matt. Mo Salah. Why, thank you very much. That bold prediction of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who did I predict? I feel like I would have gone with Mo Salah because I'm boring so, as well. So, you, so going into today, <laughs> your pick was level with Duncan's pick, but now I think now De Bruyne for Duncan has scored a goal. I think Aubameyang, your pick, Ben, oh, 28 points. Wow, what a terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> My pick was a bit mixed as well. I went for Raheem Sterling. He's got Ooh, 150 that, points. Mm, he's not even first team anymore. Yeah, he, he's actually beat Kevin De Bruyne and Aubameyang. I'm, not, I'm a bit surprised by that, but um, yeah, not great. Um, how many points do people think Andy's pick got? <laughs> who, who was Andy's pick? Well, let's let, let, let's start with higher or lower. Do we think he got higher or lower than a hundred? Oh, lower, cause... L lower, because <laughs> yeah, it just lower. sounds incredibly. Do we, Andy. do we think he got higher or lower than fifty? Higher. L lower. Lower. Going. It's lower. Oh. Do we think he got higher or lower than thirty? Higher. Lower. Lower. Well, he may. <laughs> He may go above 30. Uh, he's currently on 29, and he's just come on. Sergio Aguero. Oh, oh. Okay. He's definitely going to beat 
all of us with the 20 goals he's going to score in this game. Yeah. Or not. So, yeah, so, so Andy didn't quite get that one right. Um, shall we maybe revisit the, 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 the value players then? So this is where Andy comes into his own. We had the Lundstrom Trophy for the lowest, the best value defender. And Andy went with Dallas from Leeds. So he's actually... We had to, the, we had to pick the 4.5 and below, right? 4.5 and below. And Dallas is actually the highest scoring defender in the whole game. So Andy, he won last year. He's won it again. Um, we, need so this get, one, we need to get his hot takes for next season as well. Yeah. He knows the bargain players. Just don't ask him for the top point scorer. Duncan, do you remember who you picked? No. It, it wasn't another Newcastle defender, was it? It wasn't Lascelles was, again. It was, it was in, similar in that vein. You picked Charlie Taylor. <laughs> Ah, oh, no, yeah, bad. that is that is a so, shite pick. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say it's That's not bad, Dunk. I mean, you're just not going to win. He's not suddenly going to score ten goals in a season, is he? <laughs> so, uh, oh, Aguero scores! Oh, yeah. oh no! no! That's second place cemented. I just Andy, need another four goals from him. Andy's pick is. Blasting past thirty points now, yeah. Um, so this this is sucking all the drama out of this. I think I think no one's even it. Edison has piled onto the thing about five seconds after he scored. I think Edison must have been on the halfway line waiting. Um, yeah. Um, ben, do you remember your pick for the best low value defender? No, no idea. Kyle Walker Peters. Oh, three points. So you came third. I came second. I actually think my pick was quite good. James Justin. Um, That's a great injured, pick. He got injured yeah. in game week 23. He got 101 points up until he got injured. And Matt, you're in fifth place. Do you remember who you picked for the defender? Uh, I remember thinking Walker Peters was a great shout, which, which gives context to uh, what, how good my pick probably was in the end. Uh, I don't remember at all, sorry. And to be fair to you... It, it looked like a good pick for the first few weeks. You picked uh, Lamptey from Brighton. Oh, that's ah, a bit unlucky. He was unlucky. good until the injury. Yeah. But yeah, he got 35 points in the end. Did you see him play before we made these pick, these picks? Do you see him in a preseason or something like that? Uh, he played the back end of last season. Uh, and so I knew he was really, uh, well, qu quite a live wire from then. Um, but yeah, he was a live wire up until the point he got injured for the entire season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, moving on to midfielders. So the, the low value midfielders has actually been quite closely contested. I think there's a bunch of them in about 150 to 160 points. You have got Gundogan, Harrison, Ward Prowse, Pereira, and Suchek. Um, so take a bow, Ben, for picking James Ward Prowse. 154 points. Nice. And also someone. I never put my team or considered putting in my team. <laughs> I came second in this one as well. I went for Eze at Palace, 125. Yeah, decent Matt, shout. You were third. Do you remember who you went for? I think this is quite a good pick. Uh, midfielder. Saka? Saka, exactly. Yeah. 113 points. Duncan... 
just behind with 111 points. Do you remember your pick? Uh, no. <laughs> Dwight McNeil. Oh, got another Burnley player. What am I doing? <laughs> oh. And Spurs uh, have just scored. Spurs have oh, just scored. Uh, is it Bale? Chelsea, Chelsea have just scored as well. Chilwell. Who scored? Oh, it's from a corner, like straight in. So I don't know who scored. Someone maybe. might have clipped it. I'm not sure. On crosses. I think it's Davison Sanchez. Oh, no, it's Sonny crosses it. Oh, straight hope, in. Come on, I hope someone touched that. No, no, I think Sanchez touches it in. Maybe I it was. On I think Sanchez just took a punch from Schmeichel, who then missed the ball. Or oh, it might be an OG. So that's two-two. So Leicester are out of the Champions. Oh no, because Chelsea are losing, and they're no, yeah. So Leicester are out of the Champions League places as it stands. Oh, yeah. It looks like he completely misses it, Schmeichel. Ouch. But that still gets a son assist that brings it a bit tighter in our little third place battle, Gary. Mm. I still need I, st- I need a lot to happen in these last few minutes. Uh, so rounding off the midfield as Andy went for Alan St. Maximan, which I think is a, a very Andy pick, a very good flary player, but he didn't quite he only got 82 points. Um, and now we'll round off with the strikers. Uh, Tell me I didn't pick Vidra. It can't be another Burnley player. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, you did quite well here, Duncan. You came second. You picked uh, Che Adams. Yeah. 137 okay. points. Um, I picked Bamford. As I mentioned, I, I said he was going to get 10 to 12 goals. Well, he's actually overshot that. He's got 16. Um, I'm very happy with that. Andy was third. He went with Rodrigo with 81 points. Ben... You said your pick was very safe. Uh, 63 <laughs> points. Do you remember who it was? No. Uh, Mitrovic. Oh, oof. So I did, I did kind of warn in the pre-season pod that Fulham were a different Fulham this season. They were going to get relegated but in a more dour defensive way than, than last time. Um, well, I think a couple of you fell for the Mitrovic trap. And Matt, I know we, we broke this earlier, but um, 22 appearances, one goal. Oh. Talk us through Ollie McBurney. Oh, my um, God. I mean, that is, that that is, is not amazing. aged well. That is not aged well in prediction. <laughs> I mean, I'd say that none of us really thought Sheffield United would be that bad. coming. Well, I scored again. <laughs> oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> scored again, a header. Oh, there's no way you can catch me, right? Oh, well, if he gets another another two or three, no, I can't catch you. Oh, Salah's got an assist. Okay, that helps me. Oh, has he? Yeah. So, so Matt, I don't know if you're trying to troll me or, or what, but you, um, you said like one of your reasons for picking McBurney is now Sheffield United are an established club in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... I guess they'll be playing uh, at your level next season, will they? <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> oh, yes, unless, they got relegated too. Not unless they've been relegated two divisions. Um, I don't quite know what Everton were playing out there. Aguero just scored a header, but, I mean, he was stood. He had, like, five yards either side of him, like, in space. That, that there was a Man City player lining up a cross on the flank, and the two, the two, Everton, the two Everton centre-backs were stood five yards either side of him. Um, anyone got any Everton defence? Oh, dear, oh dear. 
hope uh, Holgate Holgate I really hope is not coming off my bench. <laughs> oh he is Duncan, I think I think. I mean <laughs> right. you've got a few not playing, haven't you? Oh no, now Bale's come on and Aguero's come on and Saka's okay. come on. So I think I'm I'm uh, saved from a minus one by two ones. Bamford <laughs> scored, by the way. He scored a pen. Oh, yeah, no. that secures it, surely. Oh. Yeah, it keeps us safe now. It proves I was right to pick Bamford. Um, right, I, I, so I just wanted to just wanted to go through um, a few of the predictions while I had uh, while I had it open. So first, um, so does anyone remember with Harry Kane? We were talking about him at the start of the season, and someone was saying, "I'll keep him away from your team. There's much better value elsewhere." I reckon that was me. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Golden boot, top goal scorer, second most assists. Uh, it was actually Ben. Oh, mm. wow. Look at me with Harry Kane sat in my team on the final, <laughs> final day of the game week. I'm glad I don't take my own advice. The, the, other, the other Ben one was uh, Arsenal are going to be sneakily good under Arteta. Well, I guess they are making the Conference League, and you were loaded. Very, up- very sneakily good. So sneaky. <laughs> It might not actually be good. You were loading your team with Arsenal players at the start because they had West Ham second week, and West Ham, in your words, are rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But coming on to Andy, uh, so Andy, you did uh, Andy Duncan, (laughs) (laughs) Duncan, um, you you did a big preseason feature on Arsenal. And you picked out three particular Arsenal players that were must-haves. Now, okay. one of them was genius, the other two less so. Do you remember the three Arsenal players that you picked out? Aubameyang, for sure. Aubameyang, yeah. A bit of a flop. Emmy Martinez. Emmy Martinez, genius. Yeah, because I freaking love him. <laughs> not for the reason you said. You were, you, were, you were convincing me to sell Leno because Emmy Martinez was going to kick him He's going to start. Yeah, he was, well, he should have. That's what I was saying. Should have been Arsenal um, starting keeper for the next yeah. 10 years. With, uh. with the improvement Arteta will be bringing to Arsenal, in your words. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the oh. third? Um, no, I don't. I don't remember him. In fact, I've never even heard of him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next season, then. William Saliba. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got to get him in your teams. Get him in now. I think, I think he was put into the reserves and, uh, and he couldn't even play for the first team. And then they loaned him out about halfway through the season back into a French team. So... Definitely one to watch. If he was ever on the day, he's, <laughs> he's deleted. The That's probably the worst <laughs> pipping history. He's been deleted from the game. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like we should do more predictions next season because it's always good to see how they go. Um, but we, we got, so I must give some credit as well. Um, Duncan, you were very good on Liverpool. You said you're not sure about this team. You're wavering. Defensively, they're a lot poorer. You were skeptical about. Kind of, you said, "Oh, I'm going to start with Salah, but I'm not sure Salah and Mane are going to be as good." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I'm I'm giving myself a gold star for backing Leeds and saying that they would be entertaining. Although I did say they'd be tight at the back, which I'm not sure has come through quite. It has at the end of the season, though, right? They they put it together by the end. And with Fulham. I said they were going to fail but have a better defence based on the fantastic Michael Hector. Um, that one didn't quite come off. What happened to him? 
he got dropped after one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it on the predictions. Um, oh, for I you. Think... I, was, I was worried about this coming around to a whopper for me or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll have to make sure there's more predictions next season. I think, um, but yeah, I, I think I, I mean I think Ollie McBurney was your standout prediction, Matt. Yeah, that's one to remember. <laughs> yeah, listen to me here. You hear it now. <laughs> well, we've got we've got some some kind of tip bits for next season, haven't we? At the end, hopefully, we'll see if we've got time when Matt can share his wisdom. Hmm. So third place, third place wisdom, I should say, Gary. Third place wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> There's ten minutes left yet. I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. I would love it if I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> and when um, you say that about a man like Ollie McBurney, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Duncan, I think you're going to do the next season must-haves. Uh, no, you were going to do where it went wrong. Sorry, where did it go where right? It where did it go wrong? Yes, I mean, when prepping for this podcast, I had a lot of things to write for this section, so I, I've put my hand up for this one. Um, I think for me, it went wrong with the chips, uh, quite badly wrong with the chips. So I think the biggest thing is um, probably the last chip that I played was the worst one, but the first chip I played was free hit. Um, which I played in blank game week 18 and I free hit it in the team because uh, I'm so trigger happy with my hit with my chips in the seasons and I managed to get a score one point less than the team that I'd free hit it out so that was a massive massive own goal then triple captain was on Kevin De Bruyne game week double game week 19 he played the first game and then got injured so that's a bit unlucky that's a bit harsh but the massive, massive error was bench boost in game week 32. I was the only one in between the, the five of us to have my bench boost left, I think. And instead of saving it for the double game week, which I knew was coming, I I played it in game week 32 and got four points. Two of my players didn't even start and two players got two points. Instead of playing it in double game week um Later on, was it 35? And I had 28 points on the bench. And I was something like 30 points off, off Ben at that point. So that's where it all went wrong for me. It's the chips. And next season, I am not going to play my chips unless all four of you agree that I should. I, I mean, you will all agree. <laughs> you're not going to play your chips then. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll, I'll ask my brother. He'll he'll have like the the keys to my to my fancy account to unlock the chips so it has to have like a veto of someone else just to make sure i'm not playing into Duncan, early. can i cheer you up a second is aguero scoring another gareth bear was just smacked the ball in the back of the net oh my goody on uh, well uh, cheeky cane assist by the way gary just so you know oh dear that's sad for leicester i think yeah it's quite brendan rogers isn't it just collapsing right at the end of the season he has his thing now, isn't it? Um, but Ben, what about you? Oh no, nothing went wrong. <laughs> you won. Let's get to Matt. Matt, you've had a lot of stuff go wrong. I've had a lot of stuff go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I have worked out a, a highlight, if you can call it that, of sorts. Uh, it's probably, and I, I don't reckon I'm 
I entirely regret it as if it was a bad decision, but um, I did a Christmas wild card. I'd saved my wild card, the first season wild card. When you guys had done the transfers early, uh, got in decent teams, I, I was taking a kits here and there to try and keep pace. A few points off, but I had this big plan of double game weeks coming up in um, early January and blank game weeks that I could easily navigate. Uh, and uh, another, another player I put in at the time, I think, was Salah, and it made him captain for a while, and he went on a barren run uh, about five or six weeks after really hurting me the weeks before that. Um, but what really went wrong for it was the fixtures then got rearranged and cancelled, which, which completely screwed over my blank game week and completely screwed over my double game week to the extent that I'd have been better off if I hadn't done any, any, free, uh, any wild carding whatsoever. And uh, it also meant I had a really expensive bench because I intended to bench boost in this double game week. Uh, and that meant my first team wasn't so, was a bit weaker. It, it, I, think, I reckon that wild card probably cost my team 50 points or so. And, and took quite a lot of long-term repairing over many, many transfers and weeks after that. So that's where it structurally went wrong for my, my entire season, I think. But partly a bit unlucky with the just COVID cancellations and stuff. I'd say massively unlucky as well. Because, yeah, game, games being changed and all that kind of stuff. Did, did you plan to have such a big gap between playing it and bench boosting? Um, yeah, so it, the, the commentary at the time was, yeah, because it was about three or four game weeks and it's was, it was teams like West Ham and you, you, you jump off your Villa assets uh, early because they've got a blank coming up and then they didn't have a blank and obviously Villa were on form. You, you had to have Greenish and Martinez at those times and I, I'd subbed them both out. Um, and I think, yeah, West Ham were a bit of a naff run and I, I had triple West Ham at the time and their, their double disappeared or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those, it was just to negotiate uh, the, the fixtures ahead and it just all went slightly wrong for me. Um, but, but yeah, I think if I was to learn a lesson, uh, well, a couple of lessons, I think, I think you guys who played the early wild cards that really paid off this season. And I might, I might try and do that myself. Um, and then uh, the, the other lesson I'd probably say is, yeah, you just got to play just a couple of weeks ahead. That sometimes long-term planning can backfire. Oh, yeah, I know that. What about you, Gary? Where did it go wrong for you? Um, so I went from the sublime to the ridiculous. I, I, game week 29, I had my best ever week. Um, I came 311th in the world with my free hits. And then game week 30, I came 6.7 millionth in the world. I didn't even know there were 6.7 million players. Um, I got 34 points in quite a high scoring game week. I cap captained Azpilicueta. Uh, <laughs> oh home, to, home to West Brom. And they lost 5-2. Um, so that was a spectacular mess. Um, I... I, I I had um, I had double Chelsea defence. The other one, Rudiger, didn't even play. I mean, I even benched Martinez for Ariola, and Martinez got more points. So it was it was just a hideous week. Um, so that 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 captain of Aspiliqueta has got to go down as uh, the worst moment. I think that's fair enough, and that's so that's very early on for a maverick captaincy like that as well. It's impressive, but also painful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ben. I know you've you've done very well this season. Where do you think you'll finish overall rank? And do you think there was anything you did wrong that could have got you higher? Yeah, so looking at live FPL, I'll probably finish 11,000th. Uh, 
so just outside the top 10k which i haven't been in the top 10k for over 10 years now i think um i think i also got it wrong with some of my chips as well where i remember bench boosting um and i only i only got like 10 to 15 points for my bench boost but there was that one uh, other double game week the most recent double game week where I think people who bench boosted that game week just had massive scores. Um, so that's probably my only regret. And then maybe I could have taken more risks going into this final game week or the final three game weeks to try and get myself in the top 10K. But I was just very focused on blocking you, Duncan. So <laughs> Yeah, I noticed from your transfers, they were immense blocking transfers. Yeah, they were... That Greenwood one last week threw me. I was like... There's no way Ben's going to bring in a player who might not even play. And you did. <laughs> you complete bastard. And I captained him. I, I even considered taking a hit to get Chris Wood in this game week. But Dallas, um, Dallas is the player that you would never bring in all season, right? You've never had Stuart Dallas. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I should have captained him. Damn it. No, it's all right. Aguero's done me good. Oh, is this? Oh, no. It was Sterling, not Aguero. I thought this was the fairy tale finish. I would Sterling have scored. Oh, no, Sterling hasn't scored in the end. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like Aguero's not going to get the hat-trick. Oh, damn it. Leeds' well, clean sheet has gone. Hal robson Carnu. Yes, what a legend. Oh, <laughs> damn him. What a great non-scoring striker. Well, it's a good day for non-scoring strikers because McGoldrick scored as well. What about uh, Ollie McBurney? He's <laughs> <laughs> injured, actually. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just unlucky. He, he was going to go for a late-season surge, I'm sure. Oh, can I just mention, speaking of late-season surges, Joe Willock, is that seven games in a row that he's scored consecutive now, beating the record? Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. For a 4.7, he, uh, yeah, he might come up in That's our... That's incredible. Picks. Seven goals in a row, and it kind of happened almost under the radar because um, yeah. no, one, no one was really paying any attention to Newcastle. As well. and I, Would you? I, I also think no one needed the money. Like a 4.7 midfield, people have probably built up a lot of budget by this time of the season, so they'd be replacing someone quite expensive with him. But one for next season, for sure. I think my criticism of Azpilicueta has gone to his head. He's just got sent off for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Been a good season for Villa. I think they've got, they're coming 11th. Um, yeah, Chelsea have got away with it, losing, but still, still in the top four. Is that the case? Or oh, you go, Matt. I say you wouldn't have expected that at the start of the day. Uh, Gareth Bale has just popped the ball in the back of the net again. Oh, come on. You're, you're I, I take back right? everything that I said about Bale in the villains section. Yeah, Aguero and Bale didn't start, and they've come on for braces each. Quite <laughs> I did take out Kane, though, who's got goal and assist to bring in Aguero. Yeah, I was point one. I was point one off being able to have Kane and Aguero and no Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Ah, oh, should have taken he, a hit he, for Willock. He played a, a, the ball off the post 
and back into his path, like a weird one-two uh, to score his goal. Ah, oh, nice. Should we take a break and when we come back, we can wrap up the final standings and have a quick look ahead to next season? Uh, Jack had it on a plate, so I couldn't shoot that. Not just a lot of the boys. I think a lot of people watching would have thought that you would have gone for it. It's quite unselfish in the end. Yeah, I know. I've got myself in my own fantasy team as well, so <laughs> I'm joking. So the dust has settled and we're looking at the final FPL league. Uh, so shall I run through the league as it stood, as it stands at the end? Yeah, um, go for it. Congratulations to Morton Lingball. Um, Morton has been leading our league for quite a long time. And with 2,553 points... He takes the title, so well done to him. Um, Stenhaug United, Dag Inga Stenhaug, pushed him all the way in second place and caught up 10 points, had Gareth Bale, Bamford, Kane, had a very strong team for the running, um, but couldn't quite close the gap nine points back. In third place is David Haps, a step too far who's actually shot up from fifth to third the final week of the season and relegating our own Ben Lowe into fourth place. So, Ben, um, well, congratulations on a great season. How does it feel to have won the pod league and to have come fourth out of all these fine FPL players? Thanks, Gary. Yeah, it's been... It's been good. I think I talked earlier in the pod about being runner-up for like five, ten years in a row. Uh, so it feels good to have gone over the hump. Um, and here's to another repeat next season. Will, will this spur you on to bigger and better things? I think so. Um, I also think that quarantine has helped me um, because the more messed up everything is, it it benefits people who are more fanatical, I think. So that, more time for spreadsheets. More time for, you know, looking at the schedule, watching games, into the spreadsheet. Um, so I don't know if next season will be like that as well, but um, yeah, I'm pretty so you're, happy. And, you're hoping well, on a worse pandemic coming along next year. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And... Uh, Duncan, let me know when you send the trophy over. I will do, yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll probably deliver it as quickly as Andy delivered it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Dun Duncan, you came uh, 13th in our FPL league. You almost came 12th as Barcelona by David Spear did 20, minus 20 on transfers for the last week of the season, which was quite a bold move. Um, but he, he held you off by one point. Um, Duncan, it, it, it was looking a bit nerve-wracking in there, but in the end, Aguero, 22 points from captain. I mean, what a masterstroke. <sighs> well, to be honest, Ben wasn't catchable, so I kind of wanted to go with the romance pick, the nostalgic pick and like the fairy tale ending pick. And I think Aguero getting a brace in his final City home game with the fans there is pretty awesome. And I'm just glad it happened really for him. I mean, the moment I saw you with Bale and Aguero in your team, I thought, genius, genius. <laughs> this week. Do you know what? I did get rid of Kane for it, though. That's the only way I could bring in Aguero. So uh, it's not that big a score for return for me, I don't think, like an extra six points or something. 
I'm just looking back at the Everton defending on Aguero's two goals, and it's like they they were in on the party as well. I think. I mean, maybe if they like wanted him to score by the looks of things. That's nice of them. <laughs> they just stand there. They're just standing there while he just walks past them. He just makes it look like that, doesn't he, Sergio? Rolling back the years. Godfrey and Keane were just standing there admiring him. I remember asking for an autograph. I'm oh, sorry, Holgate. Holgate was the one. Holgate just didn't tackle him. He pulled his leg away. He just said, oh, come on, have a shot. They got the script too, you know? Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. There's a good chance of getting a transfer from Guardiola at some point. It's like the Italian manager of Ancelotti, the the old Italian way. Is it'd be rude to to win yes. if it doesn't matter. Like, true, why, why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, do it. Do him a favor to win yeah. some. Uh, yeah, win a favor for next year. Where did you guys finish, Gary and Matt? So Matt held me off. In fact, he he extended the lead by another six points. So Matt comes twenty third in our league and probably just inside the top one hundred k. Um. On 2,402 points. Yeah, take that, Gary. Bounce, bounce back from the Sigurdsson penalty miss. From the Sigurdsson minus <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> the highs and lows of FPL. Uh, a third place in our little pod league. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> yes, and I'm fourth with 2,386 points. Uh, disappointing. <clears throat> And Andy finishes fifth, 2,192, and 77th in our mini-league, despite 70 points um, this week. So, although he did take a minus eight. um, Yeah. So, I think that wraps it up just about. I could quickly see who was the top point scorer this week. And that was, despite a minus 12, RBK FC, Balakrishnan RBK, 91 points, a minus 12 hit, triple captain Salah, 91 points. Well done to him. Duncan, were you going to lead off the... I know we're, we're exhausted after the end of another long season, but the... Looking forward to next season. Yeah, I started thinking about next season as soon as I realised Ben was, wasn't <laughs> going to drop the ball. So I just want to know your guys before. I know we don't have any prices. We don't have any schedules, anything like that. But I just I love at the end of the season thinking about who are my picks for next season who maybe um, have emerged as the season's gone on or you just have a feeling about for next season. I think I did this with Mares in the season when um, Leicester went and won the premiership and so my pick i think is a similar kind of path to mares it's um el ghazi at aston villa he's on penalties for villa when he plays he just shoots and shoots and shoots i don't think his price is going to go up massively from was it 5.5 he started on i think it's even dropped this season to 5.2 so i just like him as an fpl option so i think um, they seem to be playing him and Grealish now in the system without Barkley, and um, I'm hoping that continues. Or maybe if Bark- if uh, Grealish goes, then there's a space on the left in his natural position, and they're going to need him. So he's my under the radar pick for next season. What about you, Matt? Um, 
I think this might be the same under the radar pick I did last season. McBurney. It's not McBurney. McGoldrick. Not even in their field. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> the, faith, the faith you have in my uh, under the radar pick. It's not a Blades player. You'll you'll be pleased to hear. It's um, Mason Greenwood, uh, and I thought he'd really explode this season. He's a really really talented youngster for United, uh, and he wasn't quite first team. Had on a bit of a rocky run uh, this year, but seemed to be coming back towards the back end of the season and. Another year older, another year more experienced. I think uh, he could be one of those mid-price players because he'd probably be at mid-price price point again uh, that goes on to have a really good season. The problem with him is if he comes in at 8 million and you're not sure he's going to start every game, for that kind of price, you want someone to start, don't you? Yeah, you do. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those where... Well, it, it, the, the, I guess the title is under the radar, so it's got to be slightly yeah. unexpected. And I yeah, think there's, there's definitely a chance he ends up just being a sub for most of the season again. But there's equally, a, I think, an equally chance or a better chance that he, he nails down a position that people didn't expect him to. Um, and his price point, therefore, comes really attractive. Nice one. What about you, Ben? I am going to repeat my prediction from last season and say <laughs> Arsenal will be sneakily good <laughs> next season <laughs> under Arteta. And is William Saliba then? No, I, <laughs> so under the radar. Either Emil Smith Rowe or Saka. I think you know Arteta really trusts them. I think they, depending on what they do in transfers, I, I think they'll get a lot of game time. Um, so I'm eyeing up one of those who's my fifth midfielder next season. I think could be a good shout. How far do you think Smith Rowe's price can jump from four point five? I think he'll probably be. I'm hoping he's going to be lower than 5.5. Oof. I reckon six. I think Saka will be more expensive this yeah, year. Yeah, Saka, I think. Yeah, he will. Um, well, yeah, I think those two will have good seasons next season. I think that's a fair shout, yeah. Especially because they sense. didn't make Europe, right, Duncan? Yes! <laughs> more, more time to rest, you know. Maybe I could even play some Arsenal players on my team next year. What about you, Gary? Uh, so I'm going to go with Leandro Trossard from Brighton. Um, I think Brighton are going to get better next season. I think they've played quite well. They've been the kings of expected goals this season. Well, they're going to turn that into actual goals. And the way that he just kind of sits in behind the, the front two. I, I, I think Brighton as well might, if they sign a good striker, he's going to get a load of my assists. Team. They get a number nine. Yeah, they need it. They need someone to replace Malpai and Welbeck. Yeah, so but I think Brighton are going to be a good um, kind of Villa Leeds style team in the coming about tenth, getting a few goals. So Trossard was he five point five this season? So oh, he started at six. He went down to five point five. Uh, I think he would be a good one to watch. Nice one. And what about? Um... Next season's must-have player. If you just had to pick one player who's your must-have, who would that be? What do you reckon, Matt? Um, well, it's the player that I think you said you'd avoid uh, at the start of this season. Uh, uh-huh. Or was it, it was Ben said that. Uh, Harry Kane, wherever he ends up, I think is... Uh, if, if, assuming it's in, it's in Britain. Um, 
uh, I, I mean, reckon is going to be the first man in the team sheet for me because probably another golden boot, wherever, especially if he ends up a better team. Where, where do we think he's going to end up? Because I, I, I can tell you my prediction, but I don't, it might be a bit boring. Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> Spurs. I don't think he's going anywhere. That's, my, that's also my prediction. Well, well, it doesn't doesn't change too much, does it? Yeah, I mean, well, so, so I, I sneakily, when you when you say that, I think yes, that's probably right. I'd probably say Spurs to complete the set, but assuming he does go somewhere, I think he'd be a very interesting pick and very very heavily picked because if he's at Man United, Man Man City, Chelsea, um, any of the other clubs, I think he'll he'll be guaranteed a hat full of goals. Um, don't you can say the same person if you want, Ben. Um, who's your must-have for first team on the first name on the team sheet? I think Bruno Fernandez is up there for me. Um, just a lot of penalties, and I don't know if it's because I'm a Man U fan, but I'm hoping we uh, continue progressing next season and have another good season. So, yeah, Bruno, especially if he's at the same price as he was this year, straight into my team. There's no chance he's going to be the same price. <laughs> he's going to be 12 million, isn't he? Yeah. What about maybe. you, Gary? So again, it, it depends a bit on the price. This this guy this player was 6.5 the start of last season. If he's anything below 10, then I think Phil Foden. I think he's uh, he's emerged as a superstar for Man City. I think he's knocked Sterling out of the team, and he's brilliant. He's going to be a star. So. Um, yeah, if he if he if he's priced at like eleven, like over ten, then it makes it trickier. But anything below ten, I think he's a must-have. I don't think they'll they'll go over ten, so I think you'd be safe with that. That sounds fair enough. Yeah, great, nice one. And yours, over to you. Oh yeah, um, mine um, is Fernandez as well. Same as Ben's, um, same as I've been doing all season. Just picking Ben's players a week or two after him. <laughs> so you, next season, you need to pick Ben's players a week before him and then you'll Oh, be, God, know. no. <laughs> oh, I have actually, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys earlier in the season, but I have actually been modelling Ben's team as I go through the season. And I really recommend the tool on Live FPL, the um, transfer planner, livefpl.net. And you, you sign up for an account, it's all free. And you 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 look at you basically plan your team weeks ahead, and you can enter the ID of other people's team and look at their team and see who you think they're going to bring in next week or the week after. I mean, it hasn't worked because <laughs> I haven't caught him, but I've really found it so useful. Does, so I recommend. So does this tool tell you who Ben is going to bring into his team? No, it tells you you get his team up, and it shows you his team for the next game week. And then you can look at his team for the game week after that or the game week after that. And you can say, okay, well, I think next week he's going to, he's got a problem with his defense. He's probably going to, you know, get rid of that player. And I know Ben, he'll probably go for that player. And it just, it helps, I think, with planning. But it's it's more helpful for your own team. You can plan, you can look at your team in three weeks time for a blank game week and you can say, okay, I need to make these transfers so it works out. Um, you can plan ahead, basically. I really recommend it. Ah, cunning. I didn't realise you were using all these tools to track down Ben. So, Ben, does does that make you feel even smugger in the safe image? A hundred percent. 
I, I didn't even bother looking at Doug and Steve. So. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for the tip. It may help with my blocking. Next yeah, it would definitely help with your blocking. Although you don't really need help with that. You just bring in one of my yeah. players, don't you? So it's easy. Maybe we should develop our own app, like FPL Blocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best player to block from the other person's team. That's a good shout. Should we sign off? Over yeah, I think so. Another season. So thank you for all the listeners for sticking with us. Um, we say we, we, we kind of became the fanatics with responsibilities, um, as <laughs> as uh, had been mentioned before. Um, but uh, So we didn't manage to get a few pods in every week uh, towards the end of the season. But we will be refreshed and ready to go next year. Ben, the pressure of defending his title. Uh, maybe you should have the last word, Ben. What, what would you like to say? No, I think it's been a great season. It's been one of the most, I think, difficult seasons with all the schedule rescheduling and pandemic and everything. So even though I think it did help me, I'm hoping next season's a bit more back to normal. Um, and back to normal, I can I can claim my second place, which I won't feel that bad about because I've won it this season. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, everyone, enjoy the enjoy the break. Enjoy the break. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of Euro 2020 fantasy football if you're um, addicted and need the hits. But otherwise, we'll see you next season.